and welcome to the Backbeat Podcast. In this episode, we're talking to Lydia Greenwood from Destroy All Lines, all about her experiences in the music industry, her transition from New Zealand to Australia, her perspective on being a woman in the music industry, and more. Listen until the end to find out who our next guest will be, and check out the latest industry updates on our website at thebackbeatpodcast.com. Enjoy. So we're talking to Lydia Greenwood. Who, I don't know, introduce yourself. Hi, do? I'm Lydia. Um, I am the booking agent for Social State Entertainment. We look after uh, Staygold in Melbourne as well as uh, the Brightside in Brisbane, the Valley Drive In, uh, Black Bear Lodge, and I think that's it. Yeah. Cool. So, how did you start getting into all of this? Where did it start? Um, I guess I, when I was young, when I was like 13 and 14, I used to like, I was really into music. I used to play in bands. Um, I was just like obsessed with music and everything that it entailed. And I just knew that I wanted to be a part of it from like a very young age. Um, so when, when I was like 14 and 15, there was like an all ages venue that had opened up. Um, I, uh, I volunteered uh, there doing everything like do, I would do door and then I worked in the cafe that thing that they had and then I started asking the people that worked there to teach me things like you know show me how to do the light rig and show me how to like set up a stage and like what does that entail and through that um, I started meeting people in bands meeting other like musicians I ended up starting a band when I was younger um, really? yes I was don't ask me what the name of it is I you're not to going to look it up okay <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. We're like a very angsty old girl band. So it's like pretty funny. Um, and yeah, so from there, I guess I just started meeting people in bands. I like just offered to work for free doing like merch and door and like teaming and driving. And I did that from like a very, very young age. Um, and yeah, from there, I ended up getting a job. Um, with a New Zealand band on Warp Tour, just helping out with merch and stuff. And I guess from there, I uh, just talked to people, got more work um, from that, just from networking. I uh, ended up working on Warp Tour for a couple of years. And then I ended up moving here uh, and worked for a CD and DVD manufacturing company that also ran a record label and a recording studio and ended up like working with the record label for a while and then after that um I started my own company left there I started my own companies doing clothing um ran, running a clothing line is that still running is that yeah yeah, yeah. so that's still running and, and a merch company as well um which the local merch co and landlocked apparel which I still do as well just on the side a little bit and but I decided that I wanted to get back into the music industry um which is like I used to do um contract work for destroy all lines mm-hmm. uh doing graphic design and uh, oh. merch and I mean I did giveaways and stuff with their club nights and so they knew me and um when uh, one of their staff members left, they asked me if I would want to apply for the job. And so I did, and I got it. Um, and, yeah, I worked for DAL um, for three years, like running their club nights and doing that. And then when we opened Stay Gold in Melbourne, um, Ben Turnbull, my boss, who runs Good Things and, and everything, uh, he asked me to move over and do bookings for the venue. So now I work for Social State, which is kind of part of the overall group. Right. Yeah. So who... Who is it social state that then owns destroy the lines? No, 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 no. So that we have like so it's basically it's very confusing and I have like a hundred different bosses and like people (laughs) try to ask me how it works and I'm still like it's a bit convoluted. So uh, the staple group yeah. owns like a bunch of venues they also uh, which is like uh, or they have stakes in different venues which is like the um, the bright side Black Bear Lodge like Valley Drive-In yeah. Stay yeah. Gold and then Social State Entertainment is, are the booking agents okay, so right. we book all, the, all of that we also book for um, we just took on like the contract for Revolver on Friday and Saturday night for the band room yes. um, my boss does all of the uh, James a different boss I have a hundred of them um, he, <laughs> do, he does all the bookings for Monash, um, the Prince Hotel. So yeah, we do, but we don't own those venues. We just yeah. um, we just do the bookings for entertainment for okay. them. So, and then Destroy Lines is like 
a touring company that tours international bands and then I think good things is even under possibly like a different arm of that it's all very yeah. confusing yeah. and convoluted yeah there's a lot of stuff um, going on yeah but who who would you say is there anyone like at the top top um Ben Turnbull I think would probably be the face of like the staple group he's the one that started it back in the day right. um yeah and then everybody else has kind of like come along and joined in business forces with him um kind of along the way but he's yeah has his finger in many many pies that man he's yeah. he's a very busy guy he's really and he's brilliant. yeah and he's always just kind of looking for like other ventures and stuff that interests him as well there are some like new young guys in today that were taking away his like his some trash from his like to the tip and they're like oh hey like we run this youtube channel that's like super successful like talking to him about what he does yeah he's like would you be interested in like having a meeting so he just had a meeting with these youtuber guys today who are like yeah have like a couple of million views so that was pretty funny yeah so yeah you grew up in new zealand and then came here uh yeah so i grew up in new zealand so i was like literally i think i just turned 18 and then i went over to the states right. for a couple of years um i would kind of work on and off on the summer touring circuit over there and then come back to new zealand for six months at a time um that's what i would do and then yeah about i think about eight years ago now i um I moved to Australia. Yeah. Uh, I was only supposed to be here for like six months, but then I ended up staying and loving it. So, yeah, here we are. What's the New Zealand music scene like? I don't really know too much beyond like uh, Brooke Fraser. I mean, when I was like, I haven't lived there since I was like 18. So I can tell you what it was like 12 years ago. (laughs) Um, I think it's it's really great though. I think that, I mean, I do still go back and I have friends that like uh, that are in it. Like Marlon Williams is like grew up in Littleton and I still see him every time I go home and Julia Jacqueline and there's a lot of uh, people from kind of like small like small town I guess you would call it like New Zealand like Littleton's like a very small like kind of community just outside of Christchurch but there is so much amazing music that comes out of there I think it's such a creative place like uh, your I mean your scenery and there's such a big art scene over there um, that's really kind of fostered I think within the culture like growing up there was always music around me. Um, I'm not sure whether or not that was because, like, my dad's, like, used to be a tour manager as well. And, you know, oh, really? but... Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's... Yeah, I think it's something that's kind of ingrained in, in the Kiwi culture is, like... It's definitely very good, but I just don't think that there is enough... I guess resources or money or people you know what I mean like if you think about it New Zealand has the same amount of people of the entirety of Melbourne so there's just like yeah it's pretty crazy so it's but there's so many so many amazing like massive artists that come that come out of New Zealand you know and have in the last couple of years Um, like Marlon Williams, Lord, you know. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> the big one. Yeah. The big one, yeah. So I think for a small country, we we're definitely pulling our weight and, and getting out some like really amazing acts and artists. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what has been your interpretation of the Australian industry with your experiences then? Oh my gosh, what are you... <laughs> <laughs> like, in like, what, what like, way? Like contrasts between the two. Well, I mean, the thing is with me is I never really worked in the New Zealand music industry. Yeah. I think... Um, there is a lot more opportunity over here like I would like I've definitely thought about moving home every now and then uh, but I just know that I mean even over here it's so hard to get a job in the music industry but in New Zealand it's just like basically impossible because Mm. there's just there's not there's not enough positions there's not enough money there's you know for like for the amount of people um uh, I mean, I'm definitely sure that there's stuff that I could go over there and do, but then it's also like a pay uh, thing, which is a lot of like why a lot of uh, people from New Zealand kind of move over here because the pay rate in Australia is a lot better overall. Yeah. Um, we have just upped our like minimum wage in New Zealand, which is awesome. Shout out <laughs> to our Prime Minister at the moment. She's been doing some good work. But um, yeah, I, I definitely know that I don't think I could go back over to New Zealand and easily find a job in the music industry or find one that would pay me what I feel that I'm worth yeah for sure yeah um not that people really get paid in the music industry that great out here either yeah across the board yeah (laughs) yeah it's definitely definitely an issue that probably needs to be brought up Mm. here well I think everyone in the music industry struggles yeah well I think it's just the whole thing of like 
for me I definitely know it's been an issue that's like come up before and like what people use as an excuse for it is oh you know like you should feel lucky to be doing this job you mm. should you should there's you know the, and that's the whole thought of you know if I quit this job because I don't feel like I'm getting the right amount of pay and there's probably like a hundred other people that are willing to do it for for less pay and be taken mm-hmm. advantage of yeah and it's yeah for me it's the thing is like especially like when you're getting I mean it's there's there's a lot of issues but coming into coming into the music industry I think that a lot of people are taken advantage of for unpaid work and um and also just like not getting the right starting pay rate and then even when you have been working in the industry for a long time like people aren't getting paid probably what they're worth Mm -hmm. um and they're afraid to speak up about it because it is the whole other thing is that there is not many jobs Mm. to be going you can't say well screw you you know like you're not paying me enough I'll go and work somewhere else because it's like really like well where are you going to go yeah so it's definitely can be hard to be feeling like you're stuck in a position like we're being put in those positions so I think that you just have to learn to speak your mind and hopefully your boss is like a good a good human and values you but yeah have you experienced that like kind of speaking up being like I don't think I'm being paid the right amount uh yeah I definitely have before um sometimes it's like it's taken on and sometimes it's not for sure um I've gone to bat for my co-workers as well you know like people who are younger than me Mm -hmm. I've done that before um that I think they're being taken advantage of but it's yeah it's definitely it's definitely an issue um and I think that you just have to try and stand your ground and that and not know what you're worth, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, yeah, there's not much you can do sometimes if you're, like, if you're not being paid what you're worth and you can't find anything else. Yeah. So There's not a lot of options. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what's been the most rewarding job you've had? Um, I think when I was working on rewarding I mean the job that I loved the most was probably like working on Warped Tour when I was young yeah. just because that was going it was such a huge shift from like being in New Zealand from coming from like what is basically like a small town yeah. Christchurch um I mean, it's one of the major cities over there, but, like, compared to over here, it's, like, st- it's still yeah. a small town. Mm. Um, and then, like, never never having been really overseas anywhere apart from Australia before, like, with my family, you know, and I was fresh 18, and now I'm, like, I remember on my first, like, tour, I was standing next to, like, Fat Mike, like, <laughs> watching, like, Bad Religion play, like, sunsetting over California, and I was just, like, what the fuck is my life right now? Is this, is this real? Like, I, like, couldn't believe it, and it was just, like, I just have these really fond memories of you know that being but I think it's that whole thing of like that was the first time I ever got to experience something like that and that feeling and I think that that will always kind of stick with you like you're like you get a bit jaded and like you're like oh I've done that now you know like but that was definitely like it was like a really great time in my life of being young and being on tour and having like meeting all these new people and having all these like amazing experiences um so yeah, that was super fun, and I just say, you know what I mean. Like I say it to all everyone, like because I'm 30 now. Um, it's just like for people to. Oh, 31. Jeez, I just. <laughs> so sorry, it's not my birthday. Like two weeks ago, I'm forgetting. Um, I just yeah, enjoy enjoy your youth while you're young in the music industry because it's like you're never gonna have that first time that you yeah. do something or experience something again. And you know, like I saw you posted like that video standing side stage for like slowly. Yeah. And I was just like, and you were so excited about it and like yeah. meeting all those people. And I was like, man, I remember that. I remember that feeling of like, of like having that first time or having that yeah. like those experiences. You know, because like you'll never get it again like those first times that you do it and so yeah. you should yeah you should enjoy it for sure um i can't remember who it was rachel rachel whitford yes Rachel. yeah yeah so she you shared it as well i think it was um, yeah i did post about the one of one and the whole discrimination in the industry and mental health and all that sort of thing yeah um how do you know her and who is she? Because I want to get her on here. <laughs> right, she. Um, she used to work for a management company um, down here. Uh, I don't really know. <laughs> she kind of like put people on blast, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So I don't really know if I want to like go into it because some of those True. people I'm like old friends with. <laughs> like, um, but and now she is working for a great new organization. But I met her. I met her at Big Sound actually for the first time. I think when she was she was managing. 
DSE at all. That's how she got her foot, I think, into the industry. Was she was like, well, I mean, she she actually, I think she used to uh, intern for one of the guys at DAL like ages ago, and I think I'd heard her name before. And then yeah, I think that she was managing Dear Seattle, and I met her up at at Big Sound, like just got introduced to her by some people. And yeah, she's just always been super lovely. Like everybody in the industry, like thinks that she's a gem, which she is. Um, yeah, and she's super great woman. And I think like what she said was like I'm, you know, I messaged her and I was like, dude, I feel like I'm reading a page out of my own book and a page out of I think a lot of people's books. Like my friend. Mahalia uh, Swinfield, she used to work for a pretty um, large booking agency as well, a management company, I should say. Um, And she has just quit uh, about a year ago to start her own business. And Mm. on on the anniversary of that of her quitting to start her own and she's doing very very well now yeah. you know like for herself and she's just said basically like the same thing that Rachel said is that you're put into these positions where in the music industry where you're you're being asked to do so much for so little mm. and you're not being appreciated for what you're doing and and it can really really wear on your mental health mm-hmm. you know it can like when you feel like you you know it's a whole thing like if you can't find another job you can't just go somewhere else it's not like you're working as I don't know like an accountant you could just go and work in yeah. another accountancy firm if you, that's not what you liked or if you worked in a coffee shop you can just go find another cafe or if you you know yeah. like it's not the kind of industry where you have op- you have an option to leave if you are being unfairly treated or you know your mental health is declining because of the workplace that you're put into mm. and it's yeah it can be really really hard and really tough and I know so many people that are in that position or have been in that position recently you know where they just they stay in these jobs that are so so bad for their mental health because like you can, you don't want to quit and leave and then not be able to get back in yeah. you know so it's like yeah. people are looking for new jobs for six months a year and like quietly trying to like because the other thing is is the music industry is so small that if you kind of like put your feelers out and apply for things people talk yeah and so you're like you know if your boss finds out that you're like looking for another job or trying to find something else it's yeah. like yeah it can be very scary yeah that sucks <laughs> yeah it totally, and I don't mean to like you know what I mean like oh don't get into it but it's like yeah I think that you have it's like I think it's definitely something that should be talked about in our industry because it's it's yeah. there have been I mean and I think that like a lot of the old the old heads that have that kind of um mentality mm-hmm. uh are going to be kind of pushed out like there's a lot of thing what's happening yeah. is like people younger people who have worked their way up in the industry um and have not been appreciated enough by their bosses or by the people that they're being employed by this has been happening a lot recently where they leave start their own business and then kill like yeah. Yeah. and then kill like the old heads who aren't treating their staff properly yeah. you know and then they start this new kind of um, business model that where they do appreciate their staff and where they do have good business practices because they have been treated like shit yeah. before and they don't they don't want that you know which is so cool and I think that's going to be really good for you guys coming in is that like you probably won't have to deal with so much of like the old ways hopefully hopefully I always hope that people are good and moral and I definitely think that people are more so being held accountable for their actions in the workplace oh yeah um but yeah it's definitely it's definitely been hard I think for like this age Mm -hmm. like right now and and the people that came before us you know what I mean I think that you have to give so much like I give so much thanks for like all the women that came before me and fought hard and I like you know and all of the people that fought for fair pay and fair treatment and like I remember I've been in the music industry for I don't like I mean like since I was 15 but so yeah it's like a good 15 plus years and I remember how much more shit I had to deal with back then you know but and like how much less I do have to deal with now and how much more of a space I have to speak that it's it's accepted whereas like before like you just didn't say anything and you like you just did your best and you play you know you played up to it all and you know if somebody was flirting with you you just kind of like deal with it it, but also kind of try and use it to your advantage like put up sometimes you know like not like not saying like you flew back or you did anything but you're just like there have definitely been times yeah. where I've just been like nicer and been like, oh, can you get me this thing that I have been wanting, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Seeing as you're going to be treating me like a piece of, you know, like yeah. meat. Like, yeah. But 
And I think that's why, and I think you and me have talked about that before, about it before. I was like, all, like, I don't take any shit from men in this industry, you know, and I call them out on their shit and I have done and I still continue to do it. And I'm not doing it so much for me, but I'm doing it for like people, the girls that come after me Mm -hmm. so that they don't have to deal with it. You know what I mean? And I think that people, women have done that for me before I came in, you know? And so. Do you feel like kind of responsible to do that? Yeah, I definitely do. I definitely do because I don't want, you know what I went through like for people to have for you know you guys who are younger to have to go through that yeah. like again you know I would rather like fight and stand up and also like I want it like if people are watching me if young girls are watching me in the workplace and they see me standing up to the shit I want them to know that that it's not an acceptable behavior and that they don't have to put up with that that sort of you know shit yeah. and that it's okay to say no and it's okay to speak up and it's okay to take up space yeah so yeah I yeah you've got to be a role model I think for for everyone it's the same it's the same ideal of having women on a stage I think that it should be much more talked about about women behind the scenes Mm -hmm. as well but like you you know when the whole discussion of everyone's like oh this like you know equal opportunity woman on the stage like why why should we care and it's like well that I remember me being a young girl like watching 100% of bands like big guys on a stage and me thinking like fuck am I ever going to be able to do that like am I ever going to be able to get up there like those guys up on that stage don't look like me like there's no woman up there that's not a space for me but I did it anyway and like because I want like girls who are in the audience to connect with the people that are on stage and know that that's that's something that they can do and that yeah so like it's it's not for right now like I think people need to realize that young girls need some role models and that they need to know that there is a space for them for sure it's it's cool to see those changes being made now yeah 100% yeah Yeah. it was pretty cool for like because we started call outs at the same time and like our course was majorly women it was it was weird which was amazing there was probably I don't know like a 60 to like 5 ratio yeah girls to boys yeah wow that's crazy and even now like it's like so many people have dropped out but it's still there's like two dudes and the rest of us are girls Mm -hmm. wow I would love to see like what the music industry is going to look like you know in like 10 years and it's just gonna be just because it was so funny like growing up and it it was just all men and now like there's so many more like women that you see you know um working behind the scenes especially but you know a lot more like on the having space on the stage as well but it's like yeah man girl power (laughs) it's so lame but it's just like for so long it was like it wasn't the norm and it was such a boys club and so now I'm just like yeah man give the girls a hand up for so many years it was like we always were on the back foot so yeah I remember a few years ago when I think it was Camp Coat played Falls Festival yeah it would have been like 2017 maybe or 2016 yeah it wasn't too long ago and this was in Marion Bay in Tasmania. And, like, I think they released their album at that point. And they were stuck on, like, the smaller stage when yeah. there were, like, these smaller kind of lesser-known bands on, like, the main stage kind of thing. Yeah. And, like, they played this amazing set. And they, like, that's when they were, like, calling out, like, um, there being, like, less, like, girls on lineups and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember feeling like so empowered as a girl, like seeing them up there and like calling out their bullshit, like at the festival kind of thing. Like even though they were on the see. lineup, they were still yeah. They were like, yeah. no, nah, fuck this. Like we need to say something because it's just not good enough. Yeah, yeah. And it was I have mixed good. feelings about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I've been a feminist and been in the music industry for. I mean, they're all young girls. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and it's I just I for me I think feminism is for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think it's for men and for women. Yeah, you know and. I think that we're not gonna yeah and I think that we're not gonna and I definitely agree with some of the stuff that they say I just think I think like I love the men in my life I do and I think that that so many women are are, um championing for for this to happen but there are so many it's it's gonna be it's the only real change is gonna happen when we're all on the same boat Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and it's like not about exclusion of of anyone Mm -hmm. um and having that those open discussions with people you know and letting everyone have their space to talk it's just it's it can be frustrating when like obviously that we have like extremists in everything yeah Yeah. um 
but I think obviously they're the loudest. Yeah, they're and the thing is, it's, it's great because they are starting a discussion about it and they are starting, you know, people to talk about it probably more in the mainstream, but at the same time, I think, you know, so many people are put off by, by feminism and by what it is when they think that, you know, people are being aggressive towards them, like, you know, and saying that, you know, this isn't for you, when, like, feminism is, yeah. should be for everyone. Yeah. Equality should be for everybody. Everybody exactly. should have their say. Men, mm. women, like, you know. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it gives a bit of fuel to the fire, like, against feminism. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, like, the, you know, the guy who might be on the fence about, you know, about it. It's like, but that's, like, my whole idea with, with people who have, like, differing views from me is, like, there's this whole culture of, like, if you don't agree with me, delete me off Facebook. Like, yeah. And I'm like, no. that's not how we're going to have it's change. It's, yeah, have an open conversation where you're not attacking each other, where you're listening to both sides of the, you know, point yeah. of view, and that you're coming at it from, like, a, from, like, an educational point of view standpoint an open conversation you know because otherwise we're just going to put ourselves in this little left-wing bubble where we don't you know <laughs> and they'll put themselves in this little you know right-wing bubble where they're having this disagreements with you and uh, yeah i just it's exhausting yeah it's it exhausting but it's also like people aren't going to learn if there's no conversation if there's no education you know so I think that that's the best the best tool for a change. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the issue is people not li- actually listening. Yes, that definitely happens for yeah. sure. And so like when I when I'm trying to like talk to people about it and come at it, I'm not like, hey, you're wrong. I'm just yeah. like, hey, have you thought about it this way? Yeah. Have you seen these numbers? Do you know what it feels like? You know, to be a woman or to be, to have this and like you know, I'm willing to listen to your side of the conversation, but this is my you know personal experience. These mm. are what's happened to me. If you don't agree with me at the end of this and that's your choice you know Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna hate you for it and have you had any serious cases of like any discrimination or mistreatment or anything like that what do you mean in the music industry yeah well yeah severe (laughs) i'm a woman (laughs) yeah but i mean like particular cases that have sort of put you off Um, Yeah, I mean, definitely. There was, like, I remember one thing that made me want to, like, I was booked in for this tour when I was, like, living in L.A. um, after a Warped Tour, um, and... I got a phone call from the tour manager who's like one of like my mates and he you know like sounded very sheepish on the phone and it was just like hey I'm really sorry I don't want to do this like this is awful but I just um I have to tell you that you're like off the tour and I'm like what are you talking about he and I was like trying to get out of him and he's like wouldn't give me a straight answer and then finally I was like dude you need to tell me because yeah. this is fucking bullshit and he's like one of the the drummer's girlfriends doesn't want a girl on the tour uh, what? And I was just like so infuriated, and I'm like, literally, I am the least of your fucking. I am the least of your problems. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was just like, but there have been many times, like, but there have been a hundred times where I've been had comments made about the way that I look, where mm. I have been given up a job, like where I am far more qualified than the person that they have picked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I've dealt with much more than I'm willing to say <laughs> on record um, but yeah there have been there have been a hundred incidences you know with people who work in the music industry now I've had it happen up you know it's definitely getting less and less but I have called people out at you know Various at, pub- at various stages yeah. and I remember like the Caroline Christmas party was like a very like it's like the big you know music industry you know party yeah like a couple of years ago I called some dude out for being a creep yeah at that you know somebody that I worked with mm. and I was like not not in my company but like a, yeah. you know somebody yeah. that I'd had to work with um but yeah and it's it still happens but it's just like you've just got to You've just got to call it out and mm. know that it's wrong and stand your ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I scare a lot of, and you probably have had that happen too. You tend to scare a lot of people away with your own independence and confidence and things like that, where you're like, I'm not going to deal with that bullshit. So they're like, I'm not dealing with you. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, I think for me, like, especially like having grown up, and that I and I'm trying to this is actually a thing I'm trying to soften now because it's I have a real like don't it's, you know fuck yeah. with me attitude and yeah. like I find like a lot of people have told me that they think that I'm a real bitch um, right. when I don't think that I am um, I just but when you grow up when I'm at work I'm very like 
this is my job. This is how it's done. I don't have time to bullshit you. If you're going to waste my time, like, you know, and I do it in my emails, but also like, I remember when I was like running the clubs and stuff and with bands, if they weren't on time really like, Mm. what, you know, what are you doing or don't screw with me? You know what I mean? And I'm like, but that's, it's come from like a place where if I didn't act like that when I was younger, like I would be taken advantage of people. You know, I've had times where I've like rocked up to venues and been a tour manager and people be like, Oh, you're the girlfriend or oh, you're a groupie or, yeah. and I'm just like, no, I'm fucking not. I'm here to do my job. You should be here to do your job too. You know? Yeah. And that definitely doesn't happen as much anymore. But I think that attitude was so ingrained in me yeah. from a young age, you know? And now I'm trying not to be so, aggressive like because now I don't need to be now because like people realize that women can be tour managers and they can be you know band managers and booking agents and publicists and you know Mm -hmm. or they can be in the band and be a drummer a singer whatever you know like Mm -hmm. um I think the I think the the ideal or just like the kind of generic person who works or plays in the music industry is like is changing now oh yeah and people don't have you know um hung up on the the generic stereotypes of Mm. what that person should be yeah Yeah. the band boy or the tech or the you know that you know i um i remember when we did battle of the bands at bang Mm. maybe a year or two ago i don't remember but i was stage managing that night yeah and one of the bands i can't remember who um was we were running behind schedule and so i had to let the bands next know you know can you cut a song from your lineup or like can you you know be quick with your set or whatever and one of the boys i told that to one of the girls in one of the bands and can you pass that on to the rest of the band yeah and she goes over maybe three feet away from me and tells lead singer in keys i think he was um what i had said and i could hear every word he said he didn't register who i was at all and he started complaining and, and bitching and going oh who do they think we are and and you know i'm like you're some shitty baby band in the battle of the bands exactly. that's who you are you're local battle of the bands at a nightclub yeah like, chill the fuck out yeah, seriously. and he kept giving me dirty eyes and i'm like I'm doing my job, dude. Just do yours. Uh, like, and that stuff is the things I don't think the young bands realize is that stuff and that attitude like gets around oh, yeah. very quickly. Oh, yeah. The music industry is very small. I mean, yeah, I had some guys at um, some guys at Player Bank who were just like full acting like total rock stars, and yeah. they were definitely did not have the clout to be <laughs> acting the way that they were acting, you know. And I, like, they were so rude to the staff and to me and their manager was as well. And I just remember um, my bot, like, getting back into the venue and to stay gold, like, because this is when we were still doing both. And I just was like, these guys were so fucking rude, Mm. you know. And this is, like, Ben Turnbull, who, like, runs Good Things Festival and head of Just Royal Lines Touring. And... And he's just like, oh, well, they'll never play on any of our tours. Don't worry. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, cool. Thanks, dude. You know? Yes. And that was after one comment. He's like, that you don't act like that and not get away with it. No. You know? So I think that, like, being polite, like, and this is the thing with me is, like, people think I'm a bit of a bitch, but it's like, I'm just trying to get my job done. I don't want people to, I don't even yeah. want, I don't even want, I don't ever think that I'm rude to anybody. I just think that I'm very straightforward. Yeah. And I don't take shit. And if you're not doing your job, then. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm trying to soften myself a bit <laughs> more. Not just because that's who I, because generally I am just like, I think that I am like a really loving and kind person uh-huh. and that I've had to put up this wall yeah. to people to like act like that to get anywhere to get anywhere as a woman in the music industry um yeah so but i think that you don't have to do that you don't have to be that way i think that you should you know you should be good at your job and and efficient and you can still be like a super nice person and i think that that i think acting like a like a man i don't want to say like that we're giving gender stereotypes but the you know being direct and abrasive Mm. and those kinds of um I guess stereotypes of yeah. like you can be a woman and be soft and be I mean not saying that women are soft but the general uh, like attributes that people think of for feminine femininity I can't say that word very well like you know whereas being soft spoken and being emotional and be you know like yeah. being um, 
you can still be good at your job and be kind mm. and, oh, yeah. and, you know, and, um, don't have to be abrasive or, or, I mean, I think that you can definitely still be straightforward and, yeah. and go at your job, but yeah, it's just changing those. Now, even me, I'm just trying to change those ideals of what it means to be a woman in the music industry because I think that it is changing. Yeah, yeah for sure. Mm. Um, with the, on a little bit of a different note, um, the merch companies and stuff. Yes. There, you've got local merch co and landlocked, right? Uh-huh. And they're two different separate things. Yeah. So why the two separate? What is the difference between them? Why? Um, what's the purpose for each? So landlocked was just like a clothes, like it's like a clothing brand right. that I started um, a while ago. Uh, with like four t-shirts or something I think and then it expanded into like over 300 items Um, Mm. yeah it was just I had done merch before and I was also doing graphic design Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and so I just I like I knew how to print band merch and stuff and knew about t-shirts and I liked you know fashion and I thought that you know I'd be okay at it and I yeah. did, uh, was all right yeah <laughs> so uh, but yeah like that I mean from four t-shirts so we ex- I expanded into you know like custom bags and hats and jackets and yeah. sweaters and shorts and different things um and then the local merch co uh is just it's that's uh creative merchandise for bands and brands um so basically that's me creating uh, merchandise for other people yeah and that's right that's the difference i guess yeah yeah okay so have you had much success with those like i haven't kept tabs on uh yeah well i mean like i don't do it so much anymore just because i wanted to get back into the music industry yeah because i left it for a good four years i think i was just running my companies and yeah, yeah it, it was definitely successful um for yeah for a good while um Sorry, what was the question again? What was... Yeah, I guess... Yeah, we were, for four years, we were doing very well. Right. Um, I did that as my full-time job, and, um, yeah, we were, I was making probably much more money than playing. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The music industry is not that lucrative, but, I mean, it's... It's a passion project. It's a passion project. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and I was just getting a bit... I have a bit of, a, like, a, sh- like a four-year attention span. <laughs> I think I was like, I need to do something different because I'm going crazy. So, yeah. And it was just... And it's like... As I said before, like a job come came up where I got offered a full time paying job in the music industry, which, as you guys know, is like not rare, very rare. Yeah. So I just was kind of like, okay, well, I'm going to take this opportunity now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I want to start up another company or if I want to like case just go back into doing that full time again, then yeah, that's something that you've got to back up. Yeah, yeah. Speak. Uh, So you've done like graphic design as well. Did you study that? No, I didn't. I dropped out of school when I was like 17. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I just taught myself. I think it was like from like MySpace days, like learning how to like like edit my photos, and then I would do like kind of weird coding stuff on my. Oh my gosh, I'm so old. <laughs> on my like on my on my like on my MySpace profile. Um yeah. yeah, and then I just and then I would start and then I just started like playing around and um doing yeah, like band designs and I just kind of kept teaching myself how to do it from mm-hmm. there, I guess. I don't think I'm an amazing graphic designer, but I think I job. I think I get by. Yeah. You get it done. Um what what would be a word of advice to anyone looking to get into the industry? Um, don't ever be afraid to ask for what you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't ever be afraid to ask a question because I think that that's so many times um, just asking for help, asking for somebody that, you know, m- might be somebody that you look up to especially and saying like you know asking how like what can I what can I do like you know do you know anybody that works in festivals you know you know like I've put people onto you know fest like volunteer coordinators that I know you know and it's just like ask people that you kind of I think admire or look up to for you know to go out for coffee with them or for sit down you know for five minutes and know what you want to what you want to ask them and know where you want to go I think um so many people come into this industry and think that it's going to be handed to you like if you go to school Mm. and do it and it's Mm. not 
I never yeah. went, I never went to school for music. I dropped out of high school when I was 17 to go and like work on tours. I think that you just have to, you have to immerse yourself in the industry. You have to meet people. You have to go out and talk to people, talk to the people that you admire that are doing the job that you want to do, or, you know, like go down to your like local venue and ask if there's like what you can do to help out, go and learn, go and volunteer like at festivals or like if you have a company that you really love and admire you know email them and ask them for an internship don't wait for the like for them to like put out a um like an ad because every intern that I've ever had has approached me like Mm -hmm. I've never advertised like saying I need an internship and I know for a fact that like you know Warner Music like they're the same like they're like we really need to get a new intern in but they won't advertise for it whereas if you just like email them and was like hey this is who I am I really love what you guys are doing I would love to come in one day a week and like do you know do do an internship with you if you have a position available like I think that you have to just you have to be really like a go-getter. You have to make your own luck. Yeah. Because sure. there's, as I said, a hundred people behind you who are going to be waiting and not doing that, you know? Yeah. But yeah, ask. Always, always never be afraid to ask for what you want. Well, it's so surprising the amount of people, I guess, if you don't know, you don't know, obviously, but like the amount of just normal general people that aren't part of the industry mm-hmm. that go, come to me and go, how do you work at this festival and I'm like you volunteer mm. yeah you go to their website and you apply to volunteer yeah and they're just like oh what it's that easy and I'm like yeah, yes it's it that, that easy, easy. <laughs> like yeah. seriously you just send like yeah apply. common sense is not that common no I can definitely <laughs> tell you that much and I think the thing is is that like I know like people who are like have talked to me like you know like you have yeah and there's I I it sounds bad but like I can tell whether or not like a person is going to make it to work in this industry like pretty quickly Mm -hmm. um it's definitely takes a certain type of person Mm -hmm. um you yeah you have to you have to be able to talk to people you have to like uh, go out there and make your own luck and you know you have to work really hard and be good at what you do but it's just yeah it's definitely a certain type of person and there's so many people that don't want to do that they don't want to work hard they don't want to um well not even they don't want to work hard but they don't want to like they don't want to make their own luck they don't want to like yeah. you know like you like you're putting that show on like you're doing this podcast like yeah. you're yeah. starting your own clothing line like you don't wait for the opportunities you go out and make them yourself and I think it says a lot about a person to like just make your own experience like just do it by yourself if you're yeah. like go on yeah volunteer for festivals like email people and ask them for internships email like the like people in the industry that you respect and ask them if they would want to be your mentor if they have time to sit down for a coffee you know yeah um and even like the people that i've been contacting for this yeah in particular like warwick and jess and everyone yeah and then there's a bunch of bands that are, are interested i'm just like <laughs> how did i do this <laughs> you asked yeah. you asked it's just like, do yeah people yeah. will say yes you'll be surprised but people yeah, yeah. and that's like the worst what's the worst that can happen they say no exactly you know like yeah move on to the next and my mom is always it's really funny she's so cute she's always um bragging about me at work Aww. so she goes she's a nine to five you know working in disability and whatever um sees the same people every day and every week every couple days they'll go what's Jamil doing now what's she doing this week because they know that I'm always doing something yeah you are every time I see you've got some new like cool little project that you're working on which is awesome it's It's super cool I love it it's so weird that I've got like a bunch of mid 40 women you got fans just (laughs) literally yeah you got fans (laughs) the Jamil fan group (laughs) (laughs) and it's just so funny seeing people react to the industry as well yeah like going oh that's how that works how do, how do i get there mm. and no and being able to have an answer sometimes. yeah yeah well, that's good see you've got you've being like a bit of a role model to the people that are younger than you too no. yeah <laughs> that's the right way to do it that's the right way to do it yeah um is there anything that you have in mind for the future that you're looking at I don't know, man. It's pretty crazy at the moment. Um, I mean, we've just... 
opened this venue it's been going for a year now um which has been like super fun interesting like learning curve for sure for me because it's like being a like I was a booking agent for DAL but it's a very different thing to do it for a venue um getting to meet like a lot of like new and different like people has been like super fun um yeah I'm not sure I definitely think that I want to go back to working for myself at some point um Mm -hmm. I think that yeah being your own boss is like one of the greatest things ever um and yeah at this point I'm not sure it's just like we're I'm still we're just taking on a lot um a few more venues Mm. at the moment um with social state which has been super cool I'm still learning yeah there um I think I would love to get back into doing festival work and you know some touring maybe um but yeah also I'm getting older so it's like (laughs) Um, I'm tired yeah I am tired all the time um yeah I don't know I would love to take some time off I think as well like I would love to take like six months off and just have a reset because like the music industry can be draining like for sure and yeah talking about like mental health sometimes you've got to like it's really hard I think um most of the jobs are very 24 7 mm. like I know my job definitely is and there's just no real like there's no off switch yeah and so to take some like proper time off like mm. would be awesome um I remember I just like I took a holiday to Bali but I was still just getting messages like every day and yeah. I'm just like uh you can never really like switch off so mm. I think yeah just to take um like a proper proper amount of time I would love to like go through South America for like a couple months um do that but yeah just finding the time and space like to it is like yeah. very hard but working on it I think that's the downside of being your own boss is you don't you you can you set stop. your hours yeah. but you're also not really like it's just always happening yeah totally yeah totally it's very it's a bit hard plus I've got a little dog at home so Yay. leaving him for a couple of months he would not be stoked with no. me <laughs> yeah did you um top three Aussie oh, yeah. acts slash oh, bands true. yeah <laughs> I got a bit of a heads up I heard you kind of like ambush mm. Warwick on that one <laughs> um I mean I you just told me before this so I kind of had a little think about it for me I mean I didn't yeah as I said to you guys before I didn't grow up here so I don't have like the OG bands that I like grew up listening to of Australian music um but right now I would say that I really love that's like I'm listening to on repeat is um Sly Withers who we just had play um it's it's just like a bunch of bands that we've just had play but like I'm super lucky that I do get to actually book like um my favorite bands yeah so Sly Withers we just played they are awesome they just supported Slowly Slowly um yeah Right. Toro her is another one of my like definitely my all time favorite bands. Yeah. Um, those guys are so so lovely. Yeah. As well, I remember, and that's another thing. Like I've seen them play to you know a hundred people. Like yeah, at, like I think it was like the Grace Darling or something. And now they're you know selling out major major venues, yeah. which is super cool. And like supporting Amy Shark and like yeah, yeah they're definitely doing doing pretty huge things. I know that they're about to announce like their next one yeah next big thing which is like super pretty big for them which is great um yeah i'm friends with their manager as well sarah who's like she's another badass woman in the music industry maybe yeah. she should interview her yeah, she works for unified definitely. now we're gonna see if we can actually get slowly slowly to interview as well oh awesome yeah. they're the <laughs> nicest dudes ever fingers how, how do you how do you know any of the members of slowly slowly? <laughs> <laughs> so i matched with alex on tinder no <laughs> I totally did too, but I knew him though. I knew him, so it was like a friend thing. It was like a friend thing. I swear, I swear. Um, it's like when you swipe right on your friends and it's just like, yeah. hey dog, what's up? What's up? I hope he's listening to this. Shame on you. He's unmatched since. Oh, God. Oh, no. But he will, I think I'm. I've like deleted Tinder, so I can't even yeah. like, I can't even check. I'm gonna give him so much shit about <laughs> We had like two conversations and that was it. No, bless. Um, but they are lovely boys. Yeah, yeah super lovely. Yeah. Just mm. the nicest guys. Um, yeah, what? Well, so, uh, and Neighborhood Youth, sorry. I was gonna yes. ask about them. I love this band and I have loved them for the longest time, um, but they didn't really have like a, I guess, a following. And I didn't even really like. 
when I first saw them live, right, I was like, oh, okay. And then I listened to them, like, recorded, and I, like, fell in love with them. Like, they just put out a new record and played um, at Stay Gold to, yeah. like, a packed house. On like, a Monday night. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and Which is awesome. Like, I'm, and they're just, like, yeah, the loveliest dudes. Um, uh yeah, they that that record and that band. If I if I tell anybody to like listen to a band um, now that you haven't, like definitely mm. go and check out Neighborhood Youth. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. they're awesome. We yeah. um because I was doing door for that yeah that gig. I was like I know the name, but I've never listened to them, and I had them yeah. on Spotify all week leading up, and I was like, now I want to go. So like yeah, the yeah. Door. yeah. <laughs> they're so good. They're so good, and like the Pretty Littles who yeah. supported them is like another. I know I'm going to like the fours and fives, but yeah, yeah. Pretty Littles are like. A super super fun awesome band who are like doing some really cool stuff now too yeah um, I think I've actually heard more about them than I have Pretty Littles yeah, yeah. I know Neighborhood Youth are just like this like this little underdog band like they don't do that much but they're like they're, ugh, their music quality is so yeah. good dude like I love that record and I love that band so yeah um, I definitely yeah definitely by those guys I hope that they do like cause that's a that's a huge show to do yeah you know what I mean like so hopefully obviously everybody else like loves them as well but um yeah they just yeah. don't play that many shows or do that many that much support yeah kind of stuff um they did get like because of I put them forward for it like I think the last big thing they did was they I think they supported like Turnover and oh, really? at um the corner yeah yeah okay sick yeah I love Turnover oh <laughs> yeah um, great band yeah, I am a big emo, so yeah, <laughs> I can't from like my music taste. Um, yeah, well, that's cool. Did you have any? I guess we can sort of start wrapping up. Was there anything else you wanted to chuck in? I think no. like we couldn't, like we said, we couldn't find much on you, so we don't really know what to Good. talk about. Good, <laughs> keep it that way. <laughs> I'm an enigma. <laughs> Not really. She's a big <laughs> idiot, mostly. But. Um, any final words? Sweet. Um, oh gosh, I don't know. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Coming on the spot. What's What's the next gig you're going to? Mm. Oh, true. Um, oh, there is actually this festival that um is out that I want to go to. Oh my gosh, what's it called? And my phone's turned off. <laughs> Uh, Lockhart Music Festival. Yes. That I really want to go to. Um, um, what's his name? Who's running it? Um, Zach Abrams yeah. is doing marketing for it. Yes. Who is also the manager for um, Alice Ivy. Yeah. He is I'm going to see if I can get him on because he came through Call Arts a lot. Yeah, ago. he is such a legend. Yeah. Love that guy. Um, yeah, he's doing the marketing for that. Is, uh, how I heard about it. Um, yeah, amazing lineup. Like Gina Sawusu, um, Didiri, yeah. uh, Cry Club, like bunch of like really really amazing at like such a good lineup and it's like just i think it's is it down graduation row i just know that you can yeah. like see the ocean from your from the campsite yeah and it's like one stage they've also got like alex dyson and stuff like going um to do comedy as well yeah. like it's a really sick comedy lineup as well just looks like such a cool little like um festival that everyone should check out hell yeah nice okay well sweet i think that's it thank you for coming in thank you (laughs) good luck with us it seems like a really cool idea thank you we hope so (laughs) um yeah (laughs) thanks for listening tune in next time when we talk to the boys from what we did on the weekend about their own podcast and their faves from the australian music industry Don't forget to chuck us a follow and a like on Instagram and Facebook and check out our website. And we'll catch you next time.